Hi, this is Amir. And this is also Amir. And you're listening to the You Don't Love Me podcast. Life from the perspective of a gay South Asian married couple. Enjoy! Hey, so I've got a question for you. Are you recording, by the way? Meow. Okay, what is the question? Who is 52 years old, vegan, and a gun carrier? I don't know. Michelle Visage. Oh, yeah. Michelle Visage carries a gun. Really? How do you know? I heard it on some podcast or some interviews thing. When? With some drag queens. Literally the other day. She carries around in a handbag, like casually. Well, I don't know the specifics. How do you feel about this? But she's a gun carrier. Well, this is a, this completely unraveled everything in my head because I was like, oh, you can be gay and be pro-gun. I love how we're like Michelle Versace is gay. She's one of us. She's queer though. Yeah, yeah, she's 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 queer. She's with women. Yeah, she's queer. But like... Yeah. She's, but it just blows my mind. Like you can be like, oh my God, save the planet, vegan. I love everything. Here's my gun, by the way. RuPaul's Drag Race. Isn't that crazy? your gun. Yeah, no, literally. I don't know how I feel about this. You've really thrown me off because this wasn't, I promise you, everyone listening, this wasn't prepared. No, this wasn't prepared. But like, it's blown my mind because like. I'm scared. Where where does the line like where do people sit as far as gun control is concerned? Like, do you go to Pride in America and you have like gun wielding uh, gays? No. no, literally. But then that's the thing. Like, if everyone else has got a gun, do you feel like you need one just in case? But this was going to be my next question. That if I was American, I think I'd have a gun. Oh my god, let's edit that out. Do you think you'd have no. a gun? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I don't believe in it. Yeah, I know it's, you it's really, don't. really bad. Like, because the thing is, some uh, girl, I'll shoot someone by accident. I think I'd have a comically large gun that doesn't work anymore. <laughs> Just for bants. Yeah, yeah. One that you need to like stuff gunpowder in. That's very on brand for you. Yeah, and, and I would like threaten people with it if they came on my grass. Well, I'm imagining you as a cartoon Looney Tunes. Yes, like, very that. Uh, do you know what I mean? I'm hunting rabbits. Yeah, very, very that. <laughs> and nothing works. Nothing ever works and nothing ever happens. Anyhow, I love that for you. Anyway, hey guys. Hello, everyone. Oh, by the way, look how gorgeous Michelle Versace oh, looks wow. in the picture. Stunning. She, she looks like the Vivian. She looks like the Vivian. Girl, she looks like Michelle. She no, she looks like the Vivian. Then Vivian looks like her. Perhaps. I don't know. No. But hi, thank you for listening already. <laughs> I'm that. Yes, hello you're here. everyone. If you're listening, screenshot, post it in your Instagram story, tag us, and we will repost. And also, if you really, really like us, guess what? PayPal link in our Instagram bio. Yeah. Get all up in the PayPal's. Mm-hmm. How are you doing, babe? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Um, I've I've had better days. Oh, why is that? Mm, I'm a bit fatigued and I've got a headache. Um, and a lot has gone on. Do you want to talk about it? Uh, yes, I think so. A Go lot on. has gone on. Um, I feel like honestly, I feel like as if I'm burning at both ends. Mm. There is just so much work coming in. Yeah. Across all platforms, shall we say. Yeah. That it's like, okay, photo shoot, record this, you know, this needs to happen, this outfit needs to be made, this campaign, uh, this corporate. And it's good, it's nice, and you and I, we like to work in silos, uh, and that seems to be working in our favour, but it's exhausting. But also... And then normal life is getting back as well. Normal life is getting back, yeah, so I'm grateful for it all, but it's like... Oh, it's sunny outside. Do you want to be outside or do you want to go 
and take a lot of pictures and, you know, speak to a lot of people. But, you know, um, that aside, yeah, things have been better. My um, big drag show that I had organized called Drive to Drag unfortunately did not take place. And uh, I believe litigation is pending. So talk to us about what happened with that. So, Drive to Drag was Bushra's first show out of lockdown, and it was supposed to be an 800-seater capacity show. Um, We had good press around it. It was selling well. I think we had sold up to... Well, we were reaching reaching good levels of ticket sales and and stuff, shall we say. And we had a lot of back and forth, and then the date, ended up getting rescheduled. I had some unfortunate engagements with some people, shall we say, that were in and around the show um, who were either biased towards me or um, they were just not very great at their jobs. But despite that, we were moving forward. Mm, Well, I would like to interject there. Okay. Some people had a racial bias, let's just say. Okay. I thought was very clear, very clear when I saw how people, other people were treated and I saw how you were treated. Yeah, 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 yeah. There was racial bias. I mean, not with the theatre, I should say. The theatre have been wonderful. The theatre have been um, absolutely fantastic. It was um, other people who um, work in a different capacity uh, that would have supported the show, So shall we say. One of them even went to management because um, the person did have explicit bias. Um, anyway... That all happened, but despite the odds, the show was going ahead. And then um, the theatre ran into issues with Trafford Centre. I think there was a lack of transparency in terms of how the setup can be because it was the show was supposed to happen under Europe's largest marquee. So it was an outdoor show that was under a tent. Um, but they just couldn't get the planning permission and stuff. And these things happen, don't they? Sometimes they happen. Mm. But this was quite dramatic in the sense that um, the theatre decided to no longer do any show in Manchester. So they pulled about 20 shows. Oh, yeah. And There's a bit more than that, babe. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And they were um, selling out. Because during COVID, people have started buying tickets right up until the day. Like, that whole sold out has kind of dwindled now. Mm. Very few shows sell out. They tend to sell out closer to the time. And that started happening. So the five that were going to happen over a couple of days we're before the show were sold out. And yeah, they lost. They lost a lot, but they are going to pursue litigation against um, Trafford Centre. So yeah, that has been quite a humiliating experience, I should say, um, because I feel like I've let myself down and I've kind of let my community down. Because the whole premise of the show was to try and put something big and grand on at a large scale in order to celebrate all things drag and queer and stuff. And yeah, it wasn't the most diverse show in the world. Uh, but it was more diverse than a lot of the lineups that are coming out these days. Girl, it's a those shame. lineups coming out. Yeah, the, a, lot of, a lot of them are very whitewashed and boring looking. I, I'm going to say it. And, and the the same goes for any other um, lineup that isn't diverse in whatever capacity. I, I think, you know, you hit the nail on the head when it's diverse, not when it's swinging to one pendulum or the other. Mm-hmm. But, you know, white people have the upper hand in this country, so... That's what we tend to see more of. But yeah, it was tough. It really, really was tough. Um, But, you know, everyone's been supportive and everyone's been really, really nice about it. And I want to say thank you to everyone who've been sending me your messages of condolences and saying, look, chin up, these things happen. 
But you know what? Watch this space because Bushra's not done. <laughs> oh no, there's say. a lot planned. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot learned, a lot planned, and Bushra is definitely not done. But that's my run. And, you know, it's been tough. Like, it's got to the point where, like, I don't even want to be on Canal Street, you know? I, I struggle to be in, you, around that area because I'm just like, people are just going to look at me and be like, oh, is she problematic? Or what happened? Or her show called cancelled? And maybe it's just voices in my head, I don't know. But it's tough. I, I do think it's voices in your head because a lot of people don't know that you're Bushra. Oh, that's true. First a lot of, of all, let's, let's be honest. <laughs> Thank God. Also, with the whole if you should problematic thing, I think it's because you've experienced some experiences you've had with a few people, mm. whispering, whispering, gossip, gossip. But I know what you're like. You're like, you throw yourself into situations. Yeah. You're like, that's happening. Fuck y'all. <laughs> yeah, 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 100%. What I also have noticed is that when I expect the same level of um, work, uh, as other people expect from me, when I expect when I <laughs> expected it from um, certain Caucasian counterparts, shall we see, shall we say, they didn't take it very well. Oh no! And it was like, well, you can't be. And I'm like, but that's the same expectation people have of me. People are under the assumption as well that as brown people, we don't know what professionalism is and we don't know what we're doing. And bitch, oh. we, we've turned it, we've burned it. We've gotten really great positions in our life and we're well, 10 times, million times harder than other people. So don't come for yeah, us for that, girl. Yeah, girl, and they girl. love to over-explain. Yeah, it's like, right, you know how you have mansplaining for men towards women? Mm. Is that like a people of colour splaining? Pox-splaining, brown-splaining. Like, I'm like, are you really, really doing this? Do you think I'm perfect? Yeah. I, not being big-headed, but I'm like, I've got in a way better position professionally than you have. Yeah, I love it when... Um, <laughs> I'm like, do you know, I'm at a way higher level, so don't even try it. No, but even in terms of our command of English, with the greatest respect to people, I've had it when people are like, mm, no, it's like this. Like, you need to say it like this. Girl, I've had it, I've got a degree. And then, and then the very next sentence that falls out of their fucking mouths is just a load of jumble and they're like oh, is that how you say it? and it but anyway and it's like girl shut the fuck up just because you were born in this country doesn't mean you have the best command of english clearly girl we were born here you don't too. need to tell me how to how, well no but that's the yeah, thing though and ironically we we were born in this country and we're not white but I would argue that we have a better command of English than you, you piece of shit. I love how I'm like talking about people, but not giving names. Girl, I, I don't know. Do you know, see, being here, seeing you go through the experience, it was really hard because it was like, you worked your ass off. And I it did. was selling, it was happening, it was going ahead, you your outfit prepared. And then you just had it from so many different people, from different angles. And I'm like, do you know, there were points, babe, if I'm honest, and I might edit this out if you know. Mm-hmm. Like, it was not right. Like, I was just like, you guys are really beating down on Amir, like one after the other after the other. These, you know, from different areas, like you're beating him down. I'm like, for what reason? And genuinely, in my head, I think some people sat there. I'm like, we're gonna get him. Yeah, I, I genuinely believe that. I'm like, and you know, sometimes it's sort of like I was saying to you right now. You're flogging a dead horse. You are you are coming for someone mm. that doesn't have any family around him. Mm. You're coming for someone that is probably one of the most vulnerable people within the community, and you're not uplifting him. Instead, mm. you are bringing him down because you are you cannot take the fact that he's got this, you know, in these positions. Mm. And I'm like, why? And you know me, I'm like, I'm going to fucking rip everyone to shreds. But I stayed calm and blah, blah, blah. But it's just like, I don't get it. I just don't understand it. And it, you know, lesson learned. You know, and by the way, everyone, think, everyone thinks we're talking about so-and-so. So no, there's different kinds of, 
there's there's so many different people that I don't even know about that I'm talking about. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, if you think you know who we're talking no, about, no, you don't. You don't. You probably don't, don't know another person. No, you don't. You probably don't even know. <laughs> they probably exist. don't even listen to this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They definitely <laughs> don't. There was one drag queen, um, and I'm not going to give names because I don't want to clout and stuff. But they were immensely supportive. Oh yeah, and they were not part of the cast. Oh yeah, they really, were really immensely supportive. supportive, and I really did appreciate that. And I think that they are one person who. Uh, does really believe in the sense of community and uplifting and entertaining. And there's a reason why they enjoy the position that they're in. They deserve it. Yes, they do. Um, 100%. 100%. Yeah, 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 yeah. Anywho. Anywho, It's Pride Month. Pride Month. What are we going to talk about today? It is. Is it Pride Month or is it Corporate Month? Corporate yes. Pride Month. Henny. <laughs> corporate, corporate Pride Month. <laughs> henny. Henny, Henny, Henny. Okay. So, it is Pride Month. And we thought rather than talk about the Stonewall riots and how we came out and how everything's shit, we thought we'd take a different angle this year and talk about Corporate Pride. And one of the reasons why we want to talk about Corporate Pride is because it's like the Roaring Twenties now, isn't it? Oh, yeah. The pandemic's on its way out and everyone's everywhere doing everything. Like, I'm getting, oh, well, not me, but like Bushra's even getting jewellery designers saying, hey, do you want to wear our jewellery? And like, you know, the brands that you would least anticipate to be gay are like, hey, do you want to model our guns or something? Do you know what I mean? So it's all happening. And there's a for and against argument, isn't there? And, and you know, it's almost hypocritical for us to talk about this because we've done a fair, our fair amount of corporate work and we do enjoy it and we do believe in it. I believe in it. I believe in getting paid for it as well. Yes. So, yeah, and the, the against argument is that, isn't it? And that's what we're going to talk about, which is the appropriation mm-hmm. of the LGBT community just to turn coin, which is something that we do not indulge in. Oh, not at all. And, you know, from it's been really interesting because, you know, for the last few weeks... We've had messages and this and that, you know, do this and do that. Come and do this talk and come on this and give us this and no payment. I'm not saying for everything. We have, we have done stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, I that, think, you know, that, that has been paid. Okay. Which is fair. Put it this way. Everything that we've done up until now in any sort of corporate capacity has had an exchange of value. 100%. Every single brand that we've partnered with, every single person that we've engaged with, there has been an exchange of value. Now, that's just our ethos. That's just the way we work. You know, unless we really like something and we want to talk about it, we we just won't. You know, mm-hmm. you, there has to be an, an exchange of value. And this goes for anyone who's listening, who wants to go on that journey. Don't, you know, learn from my mistakes and learn from Bushra's mistakes. Don't bother doing it if there's no money involved. And... um we do get people that are like, oh, yeah, you know, do this and post this and we'll give you 6% off when you buy from us. And I'm like, I mean, off. no, I'm not buying. Fuck off. How about you shove that 6% off your fucking ass? Uh, some people that don't even look at our page properly either. And they'll just say, hi, Amir, not Amir and Amir. Yeah, like, oh, my God, you two brothers look so cute. Just, just random Do you want to like wear that? T-shirts and get naked? No. <laughs> Go what? <laughs> I don't know. I, I've woken out the wrong but, side of the but bed. But for me, today. for me, like um, it's people constantly wanting um, our tra- trauma 
for free. So they want us mm. to go and do, you know, do a talk about um, what we've experienced and how we come out of it and help a community, which is great and we believe in it. But guess what? We've got a lot of free podcast episodes out there that you can listen to for that, darling. So yeah. if you want us to do that, you have to pay us, you know, and we, I'm not, I'm not saying everyone everywhere, but oh, some exchange of value. Like, you know, if you do this, we'll do this because it's not right. It's just not right to exploit uh, marginalized people for their trauma at all. It's actually really vile and disgusting because for us to go to them places, it's not easy. Yeah. You know, it's a, it's a tough thing to ask us to do. And also, if you want us to educate people, education costs, darling. Hello, I work in education. It, I don't do it for free. Yeah. <laughs> it, yeah. It, it, it costs money. Yeah, no, 100%. 100%. There is this whole um, appropriation. And then you do have brands paying up and, and they're doing stuff. Um, and some get it right, some don't get it right. But why, why is it important to pay people then, babe? Why? Because I think our experiences, you know, you have to put a business head uh, on and there is this falsehood that, you know, it's not classy to talk about money. I don't think it's classy to talk figures mm -hmm. because that almost reflects on your negotiation power as well as your worth. And, you, you know, you know, you, some people get it right. Some people don't get it right. You don't want to talk about that. That's fine. But above and beyond that, you have to have a certain level of transparency. I believe it's, a, it's Norway, I think, where they have a database where you can check how much anyone in the country earns. Wow. Like, it's not a That's thing. Crazy. that is. Yeah, it's not like, oh, it's not classic to talk about it. But it's important because, you know, if you, you've got to look at it in business terms. When you have the likes of, you know, a big brand approaching you saying, hey, do you want to do something, you know, you you have to see yourself as a business and you have to see what you bring as your IP. Say, for example, if you look at Taste, right? Phenomenal drag queen, really great performer. She did that one video where she talked about what she likes to eat and it was Heinz Beans, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. I, I, I don't know if she got paid or not. I'm pretty certain she did. But, you know, when they approached her and sent her goodies and, you know, asked her to work that um, trail... Um, that stall, thing. that stall thing yeah you know it was a great pr exercise for both parties and therefore it should be of mutual value her experiences her persona is her business is her ip and therefore you should pay for that service agreed agreed that's how it is if you if some big brand saying to you oh do you want to model our clothes we'll take pictures and it'll be everywhere you'll get exposure i would argue that if it's a big brand then no i would big do brand, it. they've got money yeah, if it's we a know big that brand, we worked with some. Yeah, if they've got, if they're a big brand, they've got they've got money. They and you know just the way the um, creative departments work, the chances are they probably won't give you the clothes. They'll just be like, yeah, you'll get exposure, and it's like, oh great, well I did all of this for exposure. Let me just pour exposure into my fucking curry pot <laughs> and eat exposure tonight. You know, it takes time. Yeah, it does, and and you know, you can't have a straight extrapolation. There's certain things that you would you do strategically, and you know, you do it in order to get ahead and build your brand and move forward. But still, on some level, there is an exchange of value, and there mm. always has to be an exchange of value. Oh, 100%, 100%. And I don't know, I just completely think it's wrong to take people for a ride for um, their experiences and their trauma because and their education because to me, it really, really does cost. And, you know, Pride Month comes around. What do you feel, uh, you know, about all the places just putting their flag up all of a sudden? I see, it's tough. It is tough because I think, especially these days, corporations 
are not just companies that you go to work and come back. They are houses. They form part of, you know, they form a part of a person's identity to a certain extent. And it's almost like a political affiliation. You know, if you work for, say, for example, I don't know, Barclays Bank or something, mm. then you know that you're working in a place that has a strong inclusivity policy and they will have pride and blah, 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 blah. And, you know, it's important for you, for you as a queer person to beat your chest about that identity. You know, I remember I used to work for Empower and, you know, the LGBT and the Pride Month and those themes there, I think they were pretty much driven by the LGBTQ employees there. Oh, wow. And so, you know, that identity and that um, visibility is important. But there is a, a a line to be drawn or there's a balance to be struck because pride, you know, it started off from a protest and you have to remind yourself as to why that protest happened. And it's the fact that, you know, we need to be visible and we need to ensure that our identities are never erased, you know, because that there is a there is not an invisible force. There is a whole force out there that given a nudge and a push and we've seen it, we've seen it in, in various countries given the the right tools, they will work towards erasing you. So, you know, don't forget what pride is. And if it just becomes an over-commercialized holiday period, then that's an issue, you know? Mm. You shouldn't affiliate pride with, oh, right, okay, I'm going to prance around on every single stage and, and, you know, partner with every brand under the sun. That shouldn't be the premise of pride. You You should still remind yourself as to, why and what you're doing and what is it that you're actually celebrating yeah i agree with you and you know the the importance of it and where we've where our community have come from where we still need to go as well yes absolutely. you know that's still important because for me you know you've got large companies and corporations that will change all their logos to you know the lgbt colors and the rainbows and stuff um and you go on instagram you can type them in in a lot not in some countries they don't change them Oh, yes. Where homosexuality is illegal or, you know, religious countries, you know, like Islamically religious countries, they won't change the pride flag. And my argument towards that would be, aren't those the countries that really need it? Do the queer kids there really need to see that? Yeah. But you're what? right. You're yeah. right. But at the end of the day, their businesses and businesses need to grow. And if they don't grow, they die. And they need to grow even in countries that may not align with their global policies. And I'm, I would not be surprised if some of these large corporations have slightly adjusted policies for, um, you know, specific countries, you know, if they, if it's a big corporation and maybe they are full on, yes, mother God boots the house down over in England and America. I would not be surprised if they are a little bit more conservative in Saudi Arabia Mm. or, you know, where else is there? Qatar or something. Yeah. It's interesting because there's part of me that's like, you know, they're the queer kids that need the most. And there's other part of me like, if that happened, it'd be such an uproar and it'd be bloodshed. Yeah, I, but you the know? thing is, but the thing is, some of these big corporations, they have, uh, you know, they have jointly, they have more power than certain countries combined. Yeah, they're not insignificant. They're huge beasts. Mm. They are absolutely huge beasts, and I would actually urge them to leverage their power to uh, influence 
policy and change because they do it on a daily basis. You know, how many of them donate to uh, political parties and how many of them lobby politicians in order to um, get their policies embedded? How about you extend that to the LGBT uh, uh, Q plus community? How about, you know, you are a big tech company that Saudi Arabia wants to partner with because all of a sudden they want the latest tech and you turn around and say to them, yeah, do you know what? We will support this. But as a contingency, we want you to consider your LGBTQ plus policies uh, or at least begin campaigning in a different light. How about that? No, I agree with you. I like, I like that because mm. you can make such a big impact, can't yes, you? Yes, yes. And really push for change. You know, change for me, anyway, to make change happen, you need to shake the table, shake the tree, make people uncomfortable. Oh, 100%. But I tell you what, one of the main reasons why um, I am keen to partner with LGBTQ plus um, uh, led sort of campaigns and stuff. One of the big reasons why, and I remember it's because I saw somebody holding a picture of somebody holding a sign and it said, I um, march because others can't. And that's one of the main reasons why I do stuff, even with Bushra to a certain extent, is because I'm comfortable in a country where I am able to do that. And there are so many people out there who cannot, and they seek solace in knowing that there is some level of visibility, albeit outside of their country, you know? Um, And I think by partnering with corporate brands and stuff, uh, especially the bigger ones, the more global ones, that's really, really important because you are in some way giving people visibility, um, even though they live in an oppressed country. No, I agree with you. Uh, visibility is so important. That's that's the premise of what we do in this podcast, and that's where we get most of our messages from and our listenership mm. is from these countries where they can't be free. So guess what? We're going to represent for you, and hopefully you'll find solace in that, and hopefully you'll find a way out as well. You yeah. know, it'll give you something. So, you know, um, how do you feel about, um, you know, companies that are changing their flags, you know, to LGBT or changing their things, but no money's going to the LGBT community from sales of stuff? Yeah, that's just commercialization. It's, it's, it's almost like wrong. A, yeah, it's almost like, I mean, you might as well just um, put the brown fist up and write, you know, blah, 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 brand slash BLM during Black History Month and call it a day. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's the same, you know, it's it's not dissimilar. You might as well do nothing. Oh, you might as well do nothing, yeah. It's, it's worse than doing nothing. Yeah, I think that... Um, I think you have to do a little bit more than just change your logo. I think that's just um, a marketing ploy. I think, you know, what when you do that, you have to substantiate it with what you're actually doing for the LGBT community. Or at the very least, um, for your LGBTQ plus employees, you know. If you really want to uh, capitalize on this period of time, and by changing your logo, maybe you should also back it up with what you're actually doing. I'll give you an example. There is um, somebody who I know who is transgender, who works for a very large corporation. They're a very large international corporation. There is no doubt in my mind that if I picked up the phone and I typed in that company, they would have LGBT flags everywhere, right? Um, but their policy strictly does not um, provide private cover for um, gender reassignment. Mm. They, 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 and their rival company does, ah. but they don't. And I do believe their origins are uh, from a conservative nation, shall we say. Uh, but yeah, they, they, they don't support it. And so I'm just like, 
Yeah, you might not want, you know, if you are going to, uh, if you have the liberty of apply, uh, of providing such a great level of care, surely you can, you know, you can extend it to that amount. Do you know what I mean? Like, you, you know, yes, it may be considered elective surgery. I don't know if it is or not, but for goodness sake, like. Listen, you ain't doing shit, so they do something. I'm pretty sure the cost of it will be less than back surgery. Do you know what I mean? Also, it'll be nothing to them. Oh, Pen, not it, even pennies. It it won't even be a drop in the ocean. Like it'd be nothing. No, even, it'll be even everything to the employee. Yeah, even statistically, it won't be because it's not like you don't care enough. It's not like everyone's going to be like, right, well, I'm off to have my gender reassignment surgery because there's not as you know the it's it's a very small percentage population, yeah. and then if you try to clip it down into how many employees of yours were, do you know what I mean? It's yeah. just like, girl. No, I, I I agree with you. I agree with you. You know, they, they you can't you can't be like we're selling this for Pride Month or we're doing this. No money goes towards any charity. What we want to see mm-hmm. is we're selling this for Pride Month, and this portion of it will go to this charity. This portion of it will yeah. go to that charity. There is one company, and what's great I've seen this month a lot of um, the queer community on Twitter are calling it out as soon as they see it. Or they're asking mm. companies, you know, people that work in PR is actually calling it out mm. and stuff like that. And they're asking companies, you know, where's it going? And there's one company that immediately, they either ignore them, but there's one company that immediately turned around and went, you know what, guess what, we got it wrong. Yeah. So we're going to do X, Y, and Z to rectify it. And I'm like, good. And everyone was like, well done. You, you know, you, you recognize that you got it wrong and you're doing better. That's all we want. Yeah. No one was like, well, it's too late now. Well, it wasn't too late they recognized it immediately that they got it wrong because they got it wrong. And these other companies just ignore it and they don't care about getting it wrong. Yeah. You know? Yeah. No, 100%. However, I'm going to throw something out there now. Okay. This is interesting. Yes. So, you know, you, we talk about don't bother changing your flags if you're not going to do anything. Yes. Or, you know, or your logos and stuff. Yes. However, if you're a young kid, right, mm-hmm. and you don't really know much about the corporate and all this and that, yes. if you see... For, you know, this is a period of time, all these big companies changing to LGBT flags. Would it make a difference to you? Could do. It could do, but the the difference, is, uh, on, the difference will only go so far. You have to, as you grow older, you need a little bit more substance behind it. No, I, I agree. I'm just, I'm just putting it out there after, you know, something I was reading about it. It's like, say, for example, Chickafilla. I'll mention them, right? Chickafilla are owned by uh, a notoriously conservative family who are not pro-gay uh, rights, right? And don't get me wrong, like, they're a big uh, brand and they go everywhere and blah, 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 blah. But that's not, that's not their tea, right? Imagine if they changed their flag to the pride flag. It'd be like, oh, my God, great work. But once you go behind that logo, they're still going to hold their conservative values. You know, you as a gay person may not feel welcome there as an employee for sure. Mm. So, you know, okay, maybe for a young kid it might look great. But as that young kid grows older, they're going to have a very rude awakening. So I'd rather corporations get it right from the get-go. Good answer. Thank you. But also, I wanted to talk about something else, which is... um, appropriation of the lg of the lgbtq plus community by the lgbtq plus community pop off sis so there is this whole thing of ah well you're gay i'm gay and you're not all that so yeah i'm just gonna do this and all the while doing it to profit somebody else Mm -hmm. um and it happens a lot more often than you would 
think or you would like to think. Yeah. Um, we've seen it in multiple capacities um, with several organizations, actually. And I'm just thinking to myself, you don't give a fuck about the fact that you're gay and I'm gay. You just want to get ahead. They don't give and a you, shit. And you will just do it at, and you'll stop at no cost. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we've seen it in the entertainment and non-entertainment capacities. Um, And recently, obviously, I've had uh, an unpleasant experience with um, a publication. You can say them, can't you? Because we've called them out plenty of times on social media. Oh, yeah. Pink News. Right. Talk about what happened with Pink News. Pink News, um, I did some work for them uh, late last year. December? Yeah. Was it November or December? No, I think it was November. I think they reached out to you in November and it was early December we filmed it. Okay, and they put that out there. So I was approached by um, one of their employees, which is a person uh, a person of color, uh, approached by them, and they said, you know, would you want to do this? And at the time, you know, I was like, oh, my God, this is great. This is a big brand. This is uh, uh, amazing. I'll get exposure, blah, 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 blah. That Sign. was your exchange, wasn't it? That was an sh- uh, exchange. It was supposed to, call, uh, supposed to be called Got a Query, which was about commonly asked questions, um, uh, that people pose uh, for drag queens and you would answer them and there was a collective of drag queens that would be part of this project with a view to release it in February February I uh, signed the release uh, did the recording sent it across all all was approved done at my own expense full day's work had the setup lighting at home February came and went then it was like oh no March March came and went April came and went and then they actually ignored you from March onwards for then, months. Then, yeah, the DMs, pro- messages, the works. That's what I was going to say. This producer, um, she started ignoring me. Then I got in touch with somebody senior who then forced her to send me a response saying, oh, sorry, yeah, no, we'll, uh, it'll be a view to release it later on in the, um, in the year, in like June or something. And then I, or was it May? And then I sent a message no, saying... there was no date given, babe. Uh, well, then there was a point where, oh yeah, stuff was getting ignored. And then I sent a message saying, I got to say, I'm getting really concerned about this because one one of my big bugbears, and I had this with a podcast recording that I did uh, a while back, was that whenever I put out work, I want to know what happened with it. That's mm. my big, big bugbears. I do not um, feel comfortable sitting knowing that I've done a body of work and somebody's just got it. And they're yeah, not doing anything with it. Because I recorded a podcast with somebody um, a long time ago and they turned around and said, oh, well, it's going to be part of a radio show and they're just not happy with the level of swearing. So, you know, uh, we're not going to release it and we will probably have to, uh, you know, record it again. Or like if we're not going to release it, then, uh, you know, uh, we don't know what we're going to do. And I turned around and said, listen, I didn't pay for this and I gave you a good amount of my time you need to do something with this. Either release it or give it to me and I'll release it myself. And guess what? They released it. Oh, yeah. Fine. Done. And again, with Pink News, I was like, well, I've done a body of work and I've done it in good faith. It was, although I wasn't getting paid for it, it was an exchange of value. You know, I was going to take a certain, I was going to get... Um, exposure on a huge ex- platform. Ex- exposure on a huge platform. I was going to do something for maybe younger uh, and even junior queens than me who have a level of intrigue. And they do get in touch with me, dude. They do ask me uh, questions. The South Asians especially. Especially the South Asians. So they'd be able to see this and it would make a difference. 
Um, and then it was like, oh, well, we don't know when we're going to release it. It's possibly, maybe, hopefully down uh, later on in the year. And I need to interject here. Because mm. at this point, I got on the Twitter and yes, started tweeting did, about yeah. it. And we had so many messages from just people of colour yes. talking about their horrible, nasty, awful experience with Pink News. Other people that were going to be part of this video reached out. Yes. And so it turned it. out. So it turned out once you made that tweet and once I put it out there, it turned out that this got a query project was supposed to be with um, multiple person of color queens, which I thought was very interesting. All of them did not get paid for their work, and I thought that was very interesting as well. So it became apparent that you got a load of brown people decided not to pay them and then decided to get them to do work and not even release it. Haven't learned, haven't listened, haven't didn't, didn't even bother. Shit. Within three hours of me sending that email, they decided to release a video of a completely different queen with a much bigger platform, just talking about herself. Oh yeah, they did it so on I purpose. Was like, I was, I'm telling you. Yeah, they did it on purpose. So it was like, okay, so you can do that, but this project isn't worth releasing. So what became apparent was that they have explicit racial bias oh, off yeah. the record um i've had other people um, contact me that will be taking a whole different route shall we say in order to have their grievances heard and who have confirmed racial bias at the very top uh within pink news and well, to be well, honest the, with you the ceo guy whatever who tweeted yeah, us I back mean, never yeah. bothered responding after that yeah i mean you know that's a separate battle i'm not interested in that but um it became apparent, and only yesterday I got an email saying, you know, um, priorities shift, and it's really, really um, unfortunate this has happened. We don't know when it's going to release, but, you know, we don't um, intend to come, uh, come across as unprofessional, and, you know, we definitely don't want to do this to the POC community, and, you know, um, hopefully that's acceptable and blah, 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 But blah, you're blah. doing it. And I'm like, you don't say something you know that's just because you say we have an anti-discrimination policy doesn't that does not immediately mean that discrimination does not occur in and amongst all of this i had a white drag queen message me and say well this is just how it is you signed a release you're not going to get paid for it and that's just how it is it's unfortunate what's happened to you but you just need to let it go and i thought well no either compensate me for my time and i know that they've done that in the past with uh, other people and projects that they've got wrong they have we found out yeah they have we found out or just release the damn stuff but you know what i think i'm going to get in touch with the queens again and just release it myself we'll see what happens and you know if you're saying you know this is how it works blah blah, blah but guess what things don't change unless we say things yes. that's just like saying you know, uh, you know, black people don't sit with white people. It's just how it works. Yeah. Um, no. Oh, we don't do this. It's just how... No, things change. Oh, do you know the legislation against trans people? It's just how it is. Yeah, no, exactly. No, and, and you don't get it. And obviously these things have varying levels of severity. Of course, but I, I, then, you've but, got to be severe to show people what we mean. Yeah, but there, but you, but there is that comparison, isn't it? Oh, yeah. it's just the way it works. Well, no, actually. Let's change the way Let's it works. Let's change so. the way it works. And also, I signed that release form in good faith, knowing that it would be released... Uh, within an agreed time frame, you know? Yeah. So, and, and in it explicitly says that we may profit from this. Okay, fine. You profit from this. I'll get a, I'll get exposure, but guess what? It doesn't work. So in future, that's been a big learning curve for me where I'm like, okay, do you know what? If you want me to do something for free, pay me. Pay me. Okay. Yeah. And that's it. That's a tweet. But, um, so yeah, that's just 
queer on queer um, violence. Uh, violence. <laughs> yeah. So, Pink News, if you're listening, uh, go fuck yourselves. Thank you. I think that's a, another episode on. I'd love to do an episode at some point, maybe like downstream, about things opening up and if, if things have really changed towards racism and things such as that. Oh, I can answer you, that. No, it's changed because go on then. No, it, ha- it hasn't. No, it hasn't. We are telling you, Nothing's and I know some changed. people are listening, some white people are listening, probably. Then I'll think, I'll think again. Blah blah blah. It hasn't. No, it hasn't. A what happened was. Bit. What happened was people went into survival mode. Everyone looked after themselves and their own kind. Then when things opened up, the hierarchy became apparent and so the if white people were misfortunate then they were given a leg up before any other uh, non-white person and uh, you know i may be wrong and of course it's a gross gen- generalization it, it isn't the case everywhere but i am telling you i have experienced it in and out of drag just I in have life. experienced just I life. Have, yeah, I have in life. I have experienced it. So don't tell me that the pandemic was a great leveler, leveler and equalizer. Even in terms of fines and repercussions, it was disproportionate towards people of color. And uh, you know, once things are opening up and things are going back to quote unquote normal, there is a hierarchy. It's, and it's very apparent. Oh yeah, and you know what? The difference is. The people of colour now are not afraid to speak out now. People of colour are not afraid to speak out. We will. And we are not afraid to band together. That has been the, you know, my dad used to say that what the British Empire did was divide and rule. And they worked well at dividing and ruling. And I think what happened was a lot of the time people were shamed for being queer, for, um, no, sorry, not not for queer, but for being South Asian and unapologetically South Asian. It was like, oh, did you make this? Oh, what's this material? Why do you look like this? And you start feeling shameful and then you start westernizing. Westernizing yourself. The reality is, you can embrace you can embrace all parts of your heritage. You can be unapologetically South Asian all the while living in Britain, and you can be dressed as the most British person all the while being South Asian. Like you should be able to embrace all of these facets. And now, I think what's great is South Asians are beginning to reband together. And I think when you come as a cohesive collective you have buying power, you have pulling power and people will recognize it and they will be willing to tap into it. But guess what? Then you can um, negotiate on your own terms. There's some great examples of it uh, happening even in London. Uh, but, you know, look at the black community in America. There is such thing as black culture. Yeah. There, There is such things as a black caucus in politics. And 100%. when I was younger, I should be like, why do you even need this? You know, everyone needs to be together. It's a shame it's even needed. That's a great Miss World pageant answer, darling. The reality is you need it. 100%. You need it. And I think that, I think that's the way we're heading. Well, <laughs> this episode... <laughs> This episode has been um, celebrating all things pride. Thank you for listening. <laughs> and Look, this is the thing. We're always going to be open and honest with you guys. And always. Whatever we're feeling, we're going to talk about it. And if you guys have similar stories, if you have felt the same way, or if you think that maybe we are wrong, you know, whenever we say something that's Islam related, we have a lot of people telling us that we're Islamophobic. Maybe if we got something wrong about corporate LGBT organizations and all that jazz, Come at us with the same level of enthusiasm. But also come at us and comment on the pictures yeah. that we post about the episodes. Right, please. you know what? I'm getting sick of all the DMs. You <laughs> want to DM us and be like, oh, you're so funny. No, fuck off. Say it on the comments. That, that's sort of what we need for our traction. <laughs> we need traction, yeah. Save it, comment, please, share. 
Uh, we want to be famous. No, we don't. We want to be so fucking no, famous. You. Oh, famous. Um, but oh. thank you so much for listening, everyone. And happy Pride Month. Happy Pride Month, guys. Stay strong. Stay safe. Stay sane. We love you, but you, you don't, don't love me. Goodbye, Pink News. Fuck you. Thank you for listening to the You Don't Love Me podcast with Amir and Amir. Follow us on Instagram at You Don't Love Me Boys. Follow us also on Twitter at YDLM Boys. And you can also email us on You Don't Love Me Boys at Outlook.com. Thank you very much for listening. Bye.